Right, fuckers. Um, just catching up on all the old episodes I've missed over the last couple of years, and I've just finished listening to episode 487. All I have to say is, for fuck's sake, Dee, do you even know how to wash? A shitty ass and funky balls sounds to me like you're one confession away from telling us you're a two girls, one cup person. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Uh, do you mean that sick and wrong, mate? Glasgow, the new firewater? Aye. Garage, was it that bad? Was it that fucking bad? At least we're getting for money. It's better than the cat who's in it. I mean that guy when to leave the lane all night. You did ruin it, mate. You did fucking ruin it. You ruined it for every cunt. You wank! You listening to this, mate? You ruined it. You're a fucking wank! Wank! Good evening, welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison. Happy Memorial Day. Oh. Did you even know it was Memorial no. Day? Did you think it was Labor Day? Um, I don't know what the... I don't get Monday holidays off, hey, I pe- pe- You don't wait, you, you you have to work on Memorial Day? I think so. What kind of commie pinko company it's do you Silicon work for? Silicon Valley, you got it, you know? Your Trump's going to change Luther that. Martin Luther King, fuck them. They don't like him. You know, they don't care about Labor Day. I think they have to give you Memorial Day off. They don't care about black people. I don't know. Uh, yeah. God, I don't even understand. Mm. Does Putin own your company? Yes. I, no, I mean, you know, uh, an, an Asperger-y fellow much like Putin, you know? So, wait, are you going to go into work on Monday and then you realize no one's there? I mean, you know, I, I go work, to work on Monday. I work from home. Okay. More... <laughs> All right, on that note. What, 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 what? We have guests in the studio, though. We have guests here. Yes. And, uh, it's been a long time since either one of these guests have, A, been on the show, but, B, even been to Los Angeles. And I'm talking about my irritable bowel sister and her husband, Big Jer. How's it going, you guys? Evening. Happy Memorial Day. Hi. It's been, like, what, two years, three years since you guys have been to L.A.? You only live, like, four hours away. One hour flight. And I, I don't even remember. Do you guys remember what my house looks like? No, it looks really different. <laughs> so nice. It's been a it's been a while though. It's it's good to have you guys uh, guys back in in LA. She's kind of nice. Memorial Day uh, trip here. So great to be here. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can I'm, I can feel already. I can feel the vacuum of fucking empathy. Well, that's, that's being created between the two of you. I, I think what you're you know? feeling is the 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 uh, the dearth of enthusiasm. Yeah, because I forced them to come on the show. This is like if all yeah. three Simon siblings are in one place. I think a fucking hellmouth to Gehenna opens <laughs> or some shit. No, like Jared. Jared just said mm. before he started the show that he'd rather be sitting on the couch looking at his phone than being on the podcast. Right. That is the enthusiasm that we have to deal with today. That's what I say every week. <laughs> I don't think I'm the only one. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we have some interesting topics to discuss. So so you guys we we want to engage. So that's why it's good that you're here. So uh, what what's been going on in San Francisco? Uh, how's uh, J- how's Joffrey? I haven't seen Joffrey forever. He's fat. Is he fat? I heard uh, you were saying that you guys went out to eat and you're walking up a hill. Well, you're walking up the hill on uh what was that? What I think we were walking up Leavenworth. Le- <laughs> Jeff almost fucking died. But did he have to keep taking breaks? Yes. But I mean, what, it was one block. He stopped like four times and had to catch his breath. <laughs> and like, he was like bent over, sweaty. Yeah. Wow. Bad. He's like, I walked to work. Who, okay, you got to tell me, who's the new guy? The new guy that he's with. That's the, uh, the escort. He's hot. Is he, but is he a young dude? Yep. How does Jeffrey get, so Jeffrey, you've met my brother. Yes. Right? Yeah. Jeffrey's like, what, 40, I'm 41. He's 44. 
But Jeff looks like he's like 52. Right. Maybe right. even older. Like mid-50s. But yet he dates these young guys. I, mean, I don't understand it. They're all into video games. Is it? Is it? So that's why he has all the video game systems mm. to get these guys over. He's so staying th- current. Well, well didn't fi- you tell me his his apartment was was none too cleanly? Oh my god! When's, okay. okay, when's the last time you went to? I think you've seen my apartment more than mm. Jeffrey's apartment. One hundred percent. Yeah. When's the last time you went over there? I I took him food once, and I he was sick, but he met me at the front door <laughs> and just took the bag of groceries and then shut the door and like. Well, it's a disgusting right. apartment. Like, does he still been have in in years? Does he still have those couches he got on Craigslist? Those turquoise couches? No, nope, he threw the turquoise away. He has a red couch now. A red like leather a couch. Bright leather red couch. Mm. Even the escort said that his apartment's disgusting. Did he well, get a gaming chair? <laughs> he, no, does. he does. He has a lazy boy that has a refrigerator <laughs> inside it, so he can put his cokes in there while he's playing video games. But I thought I had like an area for the controllers. Yeah, it does. There's like on the armrest. There's like an area where he can put his video game controllers. Jesus, he's and got a video a ref- game chair and a refrigerator built into the lazy boy. That, that's wow. <laughs> the thing is with Jeffrey's apartment. What's funny about it is you go in there and there's all these like phallic statues and phallic ornaments. Sure, and uh, which Jeff is really into to penis statues. Right. But the thing is, you sit on those those chairs, and it's like you'll sit there for a while. You'll be playing video games. You'll get up a half hour later, and your ass will be still sticking to the seat. And you're like, what the fuck? And there's like a used condom under a pillow. Oh yeah. no! It's it's vile. I would never no. sit on anything in Jeffrey's apartment. I, I usually put down a towel. A clean towel mm. i'm like i'm gonna i'll sit on your chair but you gotta put a towel down but you know what i bet it pleases the god priapus you know so either way jeff worships the god priapus yeah either way he wins <laughs> you know so this so. new guy though this is my favorite thing when jeff meets a new guy he's like yeah he's straight i'm like okay why would a straight guy be hanging out with you like late night wait the escort Yo, yeah yeah oh. jeff's, jeff's always like well he's okay he's kind of straight and i'm like well what do you mean he's well he's got kids does he have kids? He's got two kids, but he just doesn't know that he's gay yet, is what Jeff says. There's mm. no such thing as oh, kind so- of straight. You're either straight or you're not. <laughs> so wait, is Jeff going to bring it out? He's going to convert him? Yep. Maybe that's why they like Jeff. Like Jeff finds him and then converts them. He makes it okay to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> he's, so he's kind of like an Obi-Wan t- Kenobi type of figure. For the gays? Yeah, yeah, like I think he's sort of like taking a young Padawan and being like, this is how you fist somebody. Yeah. That's good, you know? Hmm. I can see that. Huh. Well, we'll see what happens with this. I know uh, Jeffrey said he's coming down here for LA Gay Pride, and he's bringing the escort. And I was like, you're not planning on staying here, are you? Of course he is. I hope not. Isn't he sleeping in your bed? <laughs> no, he's not going to be sleeping in my bed. Well, we'll see what happens with that. So the last time you uh, saw Harrison was my birthday, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Remember that? I do recall. Didn't that, yeah. at, at one point I remember you guys were at some bar and Stephanie and you were having like this heart to heart and Harrison was in tears. Yeah, I was not in tears. There, there were some was very tears. Upset. <laughs> <laughs> very upset. Very. What was it? It was. I just remember you were sitting there and then like I, I went over. I'm like, what's going on here? He like really poured his heart out. I've only cried once this year and it was not that <laughs> night. All right. <laughs> I, I do recall some tears. I like to fit like my annual crying into one night, you know? <laughs> that way you get it all over with. Harrison's patented crying jags. Those are always good. Didn't we take yep. Harrison to Jeff's bar? Yes. Oh, you did we go did. to Jeffrey's yeah. bar. Yeah. And Myrna started freaking on Harrison, I thought. 
But that, oh, that, yeah, yeah. Myrna, do you remember Myrna? I but remember, yes. SOH is kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you probably could have scored. Oh, for sure. Had you uh, played your cards right. Sure, yeah, I mean. <laughs> anyway, the reason uh, um, we had you guys on the show is uh, because the topic that I want to talk about is I read an interesting study on uh, Dangerous Minds. You ever go to that blog, Dangerous Minds? Yes. It's a good blog. Uh, there is a sociological feminist fart study that came out. <sighs> At least that's what uh, they call it, which I feel right. would appeal to our audience. Um, these two sociologists, Martin Weinberg and Colin Williams, both from uh, Indiana University, Hoosiers, mm. uh, may, they wrote an article called Fecal Matters. I mean, to be fair, me hitting turtles with a golf club would, would appeal to our audience. So, you know. Probably. If, if you've taped you know, that and filmed yeah. it and put it on, uh, I, I, yeah, on the my, Sick and Wrong fan, Facebook know, page. On my Twitch channel. I'll throw yeah. it up there. Sure. But I, I do know fecal matter is definitely a frequent topic of, uh, of interest amongst our audience. Oh, absolutely. And we have a whole segment, Shit Stories. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this, this one's interesting. And uh, I know fecal matter is a topic of interest to my sister, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> Stephanie has a interest. lot of experience with that. Have you had any irritable bowels since you've been down here? No, not since I've been down here, but I had some irritable bowel last week. Did you in the car? Because you guys were in the car for like five hours driving. No. No, I was good. What happens if you have an irritable bowel attack? Do you like, do you bring like a bedpan and get in the back seat? Well, Jeremy just, just catches it when it comes out with his hands. You just stick your ass out the window? <laughs> Is there is there like an IBS magazine with like Camille Grammer on the cover that gets sent to you every month? Once, yes. Once you find out you have I it. I use a fucking toilet. What do you think yeah. I do? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> is there an irritable bowel group, like a support group? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I go once a month. You guys, I wonder if you guys, do you guys have like a, like a logo or something? No, like this or... is a little weird because I was at Jeffrey's Bar and some guy walked up to me and said... Hey, you're the IBS sister. Uh, well, someone recognized like, you? Yeah, and I was like, excuse me? I didn't have a clue because who listens to this fucking podcast? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. That is right, a good point. Right. I was so embarrassed. Wow, so, acclaimed the fame. Yeah, it's kind of weird that people actually know this about me. <laughs> no wonder you love to come on the show so much. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a pleasure having you here. Thanks. So maybe, maybe this study will give us a deeper insight into uh, your day-to-day existence. Um, the, art, the study is, they published an article called Fecal Matters, Habitus, Embodiment, and Deviance. And the two address not only the embarrassment of uh, farting and defecation, but the manifestations of the shame itself. It is kind of interesting. Why are um, they ashamed? Well, it's, it's, a sh- it's having shame for certain bodily functions. The manifestation of the shame? Yeah, the manifestation of the shame. Okay, all right. So well, mine, mine is, is kind of manifested into like a, uh, a ghostly familiar bat that floats around my ceiling. Would That's, you fart out the bat? It's just, a, it's just a, a physical manifestation of my shame. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not your shame to do with fecal matters yeah. or, or uh, elimination, bodily mm. elimination. It's just your shame in general. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, Dorian Gray's painting, but specific to my feces. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you know, teach their own. I can understand that. So what's interesting about here, though, is, is uh, in, this, in this article, in this, this uh, study, uh, you find a lot about, out a lot, about a lot of different, different groups. So there's heterosexual men, heterosexual women, non-heterosexual men and non-heterosexual women and they're the ones that are polled for this and where does just boyfriend fall into that category that that is a good question i'm I'm wondering about that (laughs) 
You know, I, I, I wonder. So uh, one of the things that they, they look into here is who finds farts funny? So, like, which group would actually engage in intentional flatulence? And it wouldn't be, uh, it, it wouldn't surprise you that uh, 23% of straight men do, that, that they kind of enjoy it. But the next group, though, is 12% of lesbians enjoy uh, intentionally farting. So, 20, so that, that's weird. 12%. Define enjoy. Enjoy. Well, what does that mean? I think that what the, what the study is, is often engage in intentional flatulence. So, that's, so what I'm saying is, like, you're walking into a room and you just make a production out of farting. And so, both, so it doesn't surprise me that bros would do that because bros love fart jokes. I mean, I don't mind a, a good fart I mean, joke every now and then. Of course, you intentionally fart, but you, you know, you try to do it when no one's around, right? Well, no, this, this is what twenty three percent would engage in intentional flatulence in front of others, and this not have any qualms about it. Our Which uncle I- did that. Yeah, remember Uncle, Uncle yeah. Philip would do that. Yeah. I, mean, I remember that. I mean, I, I think a lot of people do. It doesn't surprise me. But what does surprise me is that uh, that lesbians often do that too. Okay. You know, 12% lesbians. Where straight women are at 7.2%. So only 7% of women would uh, intentionally fart. It's a rare breed. Yeah. yeah. Gay yeah. men, 5%. Hmm. So it's even, so yeah, it's even a smaller group here. Um, so yeah. Mo- That's most- weird to me. Wait, you don't think gay, gay men would fart on purpose? Just because, you know, I don't know, when, when your sexual identity is so enmeshed with your actual identity itself, and then so much of that identity is deals with the fucking butt, you'd think, you know, it's kind of, everything is the butt. Yeah, but I, I, so, I don't think they're against flatulence. I think right. it's just intent, like making a production out of it. Like I don't think they, I don't think the two gay men would like yeah, go in and uh, you know like I don't think Ruben takes Lance's head and, and farts on his head on purpose. I think I okay, see. you know if he's like tossing his salad and a and a fart comes out, it's like oh ha ha ha. Well, they're always doing weird like goatsy shit anyway, right? <laughs> I mean like like yeah, I gotta get my anus to fucking two inches, you know. By the I have, I have gay friends, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think they do. If yeah. there was a study about like, do you intentionally engage in goatsy type of shit? I inflict my gay men would be pretty high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that. Yeah. Um, so they they go into public defecation and who's embarrassed about defecating in public? And it says here that fifty percent of men are not uncomfortable defecating in public restroom. Like, do you have a problem with that? I'd like to avoid, I try to avoid it if I, I can. hate it. If, yeah. You know, if I, if I can avoid it, I can avoid it. But if, you know, it's like, if I'm at work, it's not, what am I going to do? Hold it for six no, hours? You gotta, you gotta, you know. Jeremy yeah. holds it. Hmm. Jer- wait, Jeremy, you, big Jerry, you holds your poops, your shit for like six hours. It has to be a, a major fucking emergency for me to shit somewhere other than home. It's or nice like that- your, your place. Like, yeah. Like, well, okay. But what about when you drink your coffee at work? I, I do seat. not shit at work. Wait, I bet you in my I'm entire shocked. work existence, I probably shit at a work toilet maybe twice, maybe three times. The, why? Like, are you embarrassed? I don't. I don't enjoy it. Well, okay. Well, what is it that that deters it's, you? They're usually dirty, <laughs> so it's a cleanliness it, and, issue. It, it goes right back to your question. It can be in a an embarrassing, awkward situation if the others are. A coworker would walk in or something, and I've gone into the bathroom when some other coworker's shitting, and it's fucking gross as hell. Yeah, and I do not even want to be the person, the person on the other side of the the toilet. Should you say like 
be out there and some other someone else comes in and they're like and then you holy know? shit it is <laughs> horrible in here i remember i worked at uh when i worked at the east bay express there was a gender neutral bathroom just one toilet you know but men and women would both use it and there's a girl that worked for uh, i think she was like retail sales or something she's beautiful blonde girl like just probably mid-20s just beautiful she would go in there and blow blow up that bathroom every morning and we sat right across and it's like you knew she was it was just gonna start just smelling like an obnoxious cloud of flatulence <sighs> and shit and it's like a diarrhea storm and she'd just yeah. come out and she didn't care she had no qualms about it she it's was probably weird. on cocaine maybe it was cocaine yeah. shits yeah but yeah like if i can avoid shitting at work i would i mean it's nice to have a shower there you know, if you need it. Oh, you mean, you, well, you work from home. Well, that's true, yeah. So what I'm if, just, okay, no, what I'm just if saying, it, when I'm not at home, you know, it's like, I don't know, because it's nice to have the shower if you need it. Okay, what if they had a bidet? A public bidet? <laughs> we can't have that. We can have that in Europe, but we're fucking animals. We'd be like fucking, you know sucking dogs dicks over it or whatever the fuck we do you know we just degenerate into in, animals in turkey they had a mm. toilet that was like a bidet and mm. just a toilet right like you could shit in the toilet and turn a knob and wash your asshole that'd be great it was amazing yeah. it i was mean amazing in japan the the thing i did they do have the public bidets because it's just a little thing that goes that comes out and just shoots out of the, the water. toilet yeah wow it's all digital that's amazing did you, did you use it all the time um if yeah yeah. Is yeah. it temperature control? Like, can you control it? Like, is it warm water? Yeah, it's 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 room temperature water. Huh, not yeah. bad. So, okay, so 50% of men are not uncomfortable defecating in a public restroom. Uh, 31% of lesbians, they're not uncomfortable. So most lesbians are like, oh, I'll take a shit where I want to. You know, they don't care. However, uh, 26% of gay men and only 23% of women would shit in public. So, mm. Stephanie, when you're at work... Do you usually, like, I mean, you're, you have irritable bowels, so when nature calls, you have to go. Do you have a specific bathroom you use? Like, is there a private bathroom for people, who, like employees? Well, kind of, but there's, there's multiple bathrooms I can choose to use, and I use a different bathroom all the time. But do you, you rotate bathrooms? <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't know. I just like to rotate the bathroom. I don't like to use the same one. So so wait so people don't know that you like use well, the user so you don't have to see the co your coworkers. There's not that many people that are using the bathroom at the same time. So for me, it doesn't because I don't have a big big company. But, but then why like, not just use the same bathroom? Because I just like to go in the other bathrooms. I don't know. I sometimes shit in the men's bathroom. Wow, that's so weird. It doesn't really matter. We don't really have that many men. So okay, if so, would you worry if there's someone else in the bathroom while you're shitting? Well, I would try to go to a different bathroom if I could. And You're then, like stealthy. You're like a poop ninja. I know. And then if somebody's in there, I'll flush while I'm pooping. Oh, wow. The courtesy flushing. Well, yeah. I want to flush right as it's coming out. So A, they can't smell it. And B, they don't hear it like plop. Now, okay. Now, that, that's interesting because that goes into this next statistic here. Um, the study found out that more than two-thirds of gay men and two-thirds of straight women will wait until a bathroom clears out before they let their bowels move. Oh, no. I don't do that. I just go. So would you do that? No. I mean, I, I do not care. Like, at my work, when you're in there, it's like a symphony of shit. Like, every yeah. guy just blowing up the bathroom. Like, yeah. just, you know, communal farting. It's just left and right. I don't think anyone, anyone waits. I don't, most guys would not wait till someone leaves a shit. Well, we have, we have one staff bathroom that our like bartenders and stuff can use i refuse to use that bathroom 
Why is it just is it just I gross? I think I'm scared that somebody's gonna walk in to the room while I'm in there. I think that's why. Like, I will just not ever use that bathroom. Well, that kind of goes to what Jared was saying, yeah, where someone's going to be like, thing. oh, my God, someone blew up this bathroom, and then you walk out like, it was me. Right, but I'd rather use a bathroom with a whole bunch of strange, like, more people in it than just a private individual <laughs> stall, because then they know it's me. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, like when you're you take it too long, and, yeah, it's a whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Airport shitting, who does that? Well, see, airport sh- yeah, I, I can't even remember that, the last time I was shit in an that's airport. That's an example of me just being absolutely fucking disgusted. If you go into an airport bathroom and you see all the guys waddling out of the airplane, like rushing <laughs> over to the bathroom, and then they all just slam the doors and they just like, it. it's the worst thing in the world. And you just want to take a piss and there's all these guys just blowing shit up in there. You hear them hawking loogies, spitting between their legs. It's, it's, what What about on an airplane? Have you ever shit on an airplane? No. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, no, no, no. That's kind of like being on a tour bus. You, you know, have to. How, how do you have to? I mean, if you have you to, got, you have to. Yeah. But no, I mean. I, mean, I don't I, choose to. If I have, to, if I have a irritable bowel problem <laughs> and I have to go, it's not like I don't. Do you have a card that says, <laughs> yes, I have irritable I bowels that you could just like, like a badge? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, sometimes I have shits that if I did it on an airplane, I would be an enemy combatant. You know, I'd be, that's what I'd do. <laughs> I'd be like so, chemical warfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not be good. I think guy shits and girl shits are just very different. My metabolism's all fucked up though. Well, I think so too, but so... Anyway, you were saying that you will flush to camouflage the sound. Mm-hmm. Like you're uncomfortable with the sound. 29% of straight women use this technique mm-hmm. where they repeatedly flush to camouflage the sound. But um, it, it's strange. Only 0%, zero percent of straight men do this. Like no straight men do this. Right. Do you do this? Do you ever heard of this? No, but I mean, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an outlier because I'm a guy who spent, I don't know, three years of his life using intravenous drugs in public bathrooms. <laughs> so you don't so, even really uh, you care. Know, uh, you know. It's the least of your concerns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the sun's going to die eventually anyway, so none of this really matters. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Trump's going to be president. World's right. going to burn. Um, so, what, so what is this technique of flushing? Do you, how do you time it? Well, as soon as you feel it coming out, you just flush, and then you flush again. <laughs> but but it takes a little bit of time for the toilet to restore, so it could be bad. Like, the potential, there could be some issues, because then if it's, like, diarrhea, you're going to hear it longer. But you could get some splashback. <laughs> and splashback, definitely. <laughs> See, That's I would be... wipes. Yeah, but I would be... If I was in the bathroom, and I heard someone keep continually you flushing... Care? Oh, you have a purse. But okay. if I, I heard you continually flushing, I'd be like, Jesus Christ, what kind of shit is coming out of her? Yeah, but they don't smell it. <laughs> I guess I guess that I guess that's true. You know, a friend of mine was in prison, and he said you have to courtesy flush in prison because in prison you're you're sitting on a stall next to a bunch of other dudes who are yeah. shitting at the same time. Yeah, and if you don't courtesy flush, they'll shank you. Yeah, like the other, you have to do it. The other reason for a courtesy flush, though, is so that the toilet doesn't get clogged. Okay, how, if you have diarrhea, your toilet's not going to get clogged. It's well, just how do liquid. You know? I, it could I guess. Well, how often does that happen to you at work? It's happened a few times. <laughs> do you like go and tell someone or do you run out of the my, bathroom? It's not because of my diarrhea or anything. It's not that. No, no, it's not no. That. It's because of the toilet. Well, probably do you keep flushing like toilet? Do you wipe in between these flushes? No. So you just wipe once? 
Well, I use wipe. I do more than one wipe. This is like a master pooping technique. Mm. I think I've had to think through it. It's like a disease. I, so this is interesting to me. So you go and you stake out the bathroom. You make sure no one's in there. Then you stealthily go in. And if someone does come in, you use the repeat. Yeah, you do the flushing technique. Yeah, I start flushing. I've even <laughs> stayed. I've even, <laughs> I've even stayed in a bathroom until people have left. Wow. So you'll wait so you can like well, so they won't know it was you. Well, like if I'm at work, yeah, because. I, I'm like the manager, and I don't want them to know that I'm the one that was blowing up the fucking bathroom. I mean, that's it's like it's like the fucking Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> where you're smashing the goddamn pipe in sync with the fucking thunder and lightning. When you're trying to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to like yeah. tunnel out of the prison. <laughs> so wait, do you ever like go back to your desk and be like, "Wow, that was a ten flusher." No, I don't think about it. <laughs> that was a 15-er. <laughs> that, was, that was a pretty big one. <laughs> I'm not going to eat that Taco Bell again. <laughs> well, I mean, I've thought that before, yeah. Wow. What, did you come up with this technique yourself, or did yeah. you learn it from somebody? Well, no, of course, myself. Do you know any other girls that do this? I've never really talked does about Rosanna it. Does Rosanna do it? I don't know what Rosanna does, but Rosanna doesn't have a problem with like shitting in front of me. or, or Rosanna <laughs> Arquette? No, her friend Ro- oh. Rosanna. We we should probably call her Rosilla for the sake of being uh, anonymous. That's true. Um, so yeah, so only uh, so most men, no men actually, zero percent of men use the nonstop flushing cover up. Well, it's a water shortage for God's sakes. Yeah, I know, you know? exactly. Come on, you are p- contributing to the drought. That's that. You know, people keep saying it's like oh. the almond farms or the meat farmers. It's really my sister um, doing her. Ca- Poop camouflage, really. Well, the twenty-three percent of straight women that are, <laughs> that are constantly flushing. That was apparently. that was a, <laughs> a twelve flusher. Yeah. So this is interesting. That the final part of this study is they say who's the worst person to hear you on the toilet. So who would you rather not have you listen to you shit? Basically, like who do you not want to listen to you shit? So uh, they uh, they had ten answers here, and they, they they use this embarrassment factor. So like out of three, three is very embarrassing. One's not so embarrassing. Uh, they say a new person you're attracted to. Uh, most people say two point one nine out of three. So that's a pretty high embarrassment. Um, but on the on the low level here, a spouse or partner only point four one. So most most uh, long term relationships, you don't care whether or not your spouse or partner can hear you shit. Jer, are you upset when you hear? Um, do you do the flush technique at home? No. So, do, you, do Jer? How often do you hear her poo, and you know she's pooing? As much as she poos. <laughs> <laughs> do you announce that you have to poo? Yeah. And I, and I keep the door open, which I think everybody should do. See, now that's weird. That's weird. Yeah. That's, Why is would, that weird? Have you ever had a girlfriend that shit with the door open? No. I have. I couldn't even imagine. I remember I went on one date with a girl that was like a Burning Man chick, and uh, we went back to her house, and she was like literally pooping. I thought she was peeing at first, and I didn't really care that much, even though that's a little weird. But then she was like in there for a long time, and I was like, uh, she's totally pooping and talking to me. Actually, one hippie. Yeah, one hippie. Now that I think about it, you that's that's yeah. weird. Wait, mm. you won't poo in front of your girlfriend? No. I, I close the door well, okay, like a normal person. Like if, Do you just pretend like you don't shit yeah. then? Like it's all a big secret. Like you you share everything and are very comfortable with each other. But except for this one topic, you pretend <laughs> neither of you shit. It's untouchable. No, it's untalkable. It's like, like, I don't. Okay. okay. If I'm hanging out with my girlfriend, I won't sit there and be like, okay, babe, I got to go take a shit. 
So hang out for a second. And then I'll go in the door, leaving the door open and being like grunting. I don't do that. What I do is I'll just go to the bathroom. I'll shut the door. Well, stop grunting. And I'll maybe light a match and I'll shit. Why do you light the match? Just because I know it's going to smell. Don't it's you gross. Have <laughs> I, you know, poopery is something I should invest in. It works. Really that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, your cat's going to eat it, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, have you, have you ever seen poopery? Do you know what that is? No, I have no idea. It's, this, uh, it's like a spray that you spray in the toilet, and it's like an oil, but like a, like a scented oil. Yeah, that, like- and so your shit goes through the scented oil, and none of the smell comes out. Yeah, I'm like barely human at this point, man. So I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I can't keep track of the latest and greatest at fucking Bed Bath and Beyond. Wait, let's say, I have a question though. So let's say you bring a chick home and you have to poo. Do you, like, isn't that kind of awkward? Like a new chick. Yeah, that's like a new date. Most people are embarrassed about that. Like, does that happen to you guys? Well, I don't, I, I mean, I wouldn't. Well, normally, I, I guess if I really had to go, I'd do the same thing. I'd like, you know, like light incense or something. I keep incense in my bathroom just in case. But you know case. she knows that you're pooping. Yeah, but it's a tacit acknowledgement. Like, I think she would she would know. We both know. We're just not going to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, well, and also, I, I always, at home, I usually put the water on because While it's While you're like, pooping? If there's somebody else in the apartment. You're a fucking another water waster. Because, <laughs> no, nah, you're right. You're right. I also carelessly discard cigarette butts. Um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, because if there's a woman there, I, I don't want to, to hear the sounds. And if there's a friend of mine there, if he hears the sounds, he might like comment on it like, ah, you know, and I would like, totally I, do that. That's the last thing. I, you know, I, don't I, would wanna, co- I would bring it up on the podcast. I don't want to get like, into that. <laughs> It's like he was beatboxing in there, practically. (laughs) (laughs) Sound like the fat boys. Um, Yeah, you know, I guess it's... I kind of do the water camouflage, too. Although, I don't think water really camouflages much. But, of course, you know, sometimes if you're uh, a certain type of special lady is coming home with you, you need to clean shit out. You know what I mean? What are you saying if you're going to get pegged? Yes, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) So wait, do you have an enema just in case? Is that in your big bag of tricks? Of course. Wow. Yeah. Harrison has enemas just in case. Everything. In case of emergency. Yeah. Break out the enema. You know, I'm I'm usually not going there, so that's not a concern. However, I don't want to accidentally like, you know, during sex, you know, it, unintentionally fart and then have like poop come out or something like sharp during sex. That'd be embarrassing. So if I have to go, I'll go. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. You know what I used to do? I used to have... um like a boom box in the bathroom that I would just turn on music instead of running water and it was just like poop music. Hmm. Not like one particular song every time, but just, you know, I'd put it on. Aaron Neville. Mm. <laughs> what, the Neville Brothers? Everybody plays the fool. Yeah. All right, that's my new poop yeah. song. That's my shit song. Everybody plays the fool. <laughs> are, you, are you saying that because the mole he has on his uh, eyebrow? I mean, is that is that why like yeah, Aaron Neville came to mind? I don't know Aaron Neville. It, it, lately, he's just been or the Neville brothers in general just seem to be popping up in hmm. random places when I'm when I'm out in public places. Music just seems to be the Neville brothers, which I fucking hate, but I just keep hearing it. You know, the reason I stopped is because they're like I think I just had one CD in there, and like that every time I'd hear that CD, I condition myself to actually kind of want to shit. So if I was in public and I heard it. I would be like, oh, dude, I got a shit now. You know, so it's like I stopped doing it for that reason. What about farting? Like, do you fart in front of your girlfriend? No. Why would you fart in front of your girlfriend? Because you got to fart. 
No, I would like go to the bathroom and fart in the bathroom. What do you do? Same. Really? Or or if I'm if I'm confident that I can pull it off silently without a scent, I sometimes will do that. Try to pass it off. You know, yeah. I, I've often... or I mean sometimes you sometimes you can't always do that, and in that case you just pretend like nothing ever happens. Wait, like, you rip like, a loud fart and just be like, oh, nothing happened yeah, there. The same way that, like, you know, you're <laughs> oh, having... Oh, oh. Must have my shoe. <laughs> same thing that's like you're having sex and it's like, it's like, there's like queefs and you don't know what's making noise and you're just like, eh, I'm just going to pretend like this isn't even happening. I'm just going to keep going. You know? <laughs> that's how you do it. You don't laugh. I will laugh if it's a funny queef. I'll it be like, that was, a, that was hilarious. That's depends like, on the person. That's like the clown nose of sex. You know, it's funny. You know, it's a, that when when that actually happens. Um, yeah, I don't I don't make a big production out of like farting. I wouldn't want my girlfriend to like just step, you know, sit up and just fart in front of me. I don't think it's attractive. I'd be grossed out by it, especially if it's like a new relationship. I usually blame the cat anyway, because Hecubus crop does. You know, I've often wondered, yeah, but but to be fair, you're grossed out by women over thirty, so you know. Well, you know, <laughs> they tend to fart a lot more over thirty. Uh, you know what I've often wondered because I can't smell, being that I, you know my I've lost my olfactory sense. I don't know if it's drug use or if it's just the, living in this uh, this hellhole of a city, um, and then the smog. But I can't smell. I often wonder if uh, girls I hang out with uh, rip it like SBDs. Like, you know, silent farts. Because I wouldn't be able to smell it anyway. Because there's been a couple times when I've been like, is that a fart? I bet you they do. You know they probably do because yeah. they know I can't smell. Can you feel vibrations? Like like a snake? Well, of course like, I can. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying like smell with my tongue? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to work on that. Yeah. I probably could. All right. Well, uh, um, that that was interesting. That gave us some insight. Into he never Stephanie's, warns me uh, when there's habits. a herd of buffalo coming, so he's useless. You know, useless. That, that gave us some insight into your irritable bowels. Maybe your bowels aren't as irritated down here. It seems like, although we're getting Mexican food tonight, we'll so who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. yeah, it's always a roller coaster, roller coaster ride when it comes to your digestive but system. But I will be shitting with the door open today. That if, is disgusting. Not in if, my house. <laughs> If I do have a little IBS. Oh, no. All over your toilet. Uh, People, this is episode uh, 534 here of Sick and Wrong. Uh, We have Fistful of Steel coming up next. We have phone calls after that. Um, I got to say, I want to preface this. I had a bit of a technical issue with Fistful of Steel, so the audio quality isn't up to par as usual. I'm I'm saying this because I want to preempt all the bitching that's going to be on Facebook. We have such like these audio experts on Facebook. You ever notice that? Yeah. Well, they're like, Harrison licked his lips once, and it made... (laughs) It made my father die, you know, they, they, somehow. They, they, like, what? You know, like, fuck you, man. They, they always Christ. call in a complaint about his cotton mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on um, a lot of medication, man, you know? Yeah, Steele yeah. was like, uh, in, mm. uh, he was outside in the park to make this call to, to be on the to be on Fistful Steel because there was like something going on, like an air conditioning malfunction in, his, in the dorm room. So he had to go outside to call. So the, the audio quality isn't up to uh, to par, so just deal mm. with it, people. So we have Fistful of Steel coming next. Oh, calls uh, after that. You know, why, as long as we're talking about uh, listener complaints, right? Uh, there's, I don't know, there's, there's a weird contingent of people on the Facebook pages who'd stopped listening to the show 
yet still comment on bullshit on the Facebook page. Th- that I don't understand. And you're like, I stopped listening after Wackerly left, but I'm just commenting now for no reason, you know? Well, it, that I find that really weird, too. It's yeah. like, if you, you stop listening to the show, why would you follow it on Facebook? And, and, then, and then they feel the need to explain, like, like you know, well, it was just, he was a... He talked about Star Wars, and there was a real Ross and Rachel thing between you two guys, and I don't know, I don't know that it's not happening anymore. And I just want to say that not Ross only, and Rachel yeah, thing. Not only is that absolutely irrelevant to me, that I I now actively oppose hearing about it. I I, I, don't, I don't give a shit. I don't care. You're you opening know? up a Pandora's box, and now yeah. that they know that this irks you, they're going to start calling you. Yeah, like calling probably and calling in about. You know, it. I mean, uh, you know, I, I miss my fucking grandma too, but she's dead. I you miss know? Lance I mean, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what cracks me up about it is like they they keep pining for him. Yeah, but Wackerly fucking hates the show doesn't yeah. even think about the show at all it's like i'll talk to because me and black are friends we we text all the time and i talk you know i'll chat with him and i'll be and you know he doesn't even say how's the show going because he does not give a shit yeah like he was overdoing the show he wanted to stop it's like he doesn't miss it he doesn't miss any of you people so i don't see why the people miss him so much time marches on change yeah. ain't looking for friends hell is for heroes <laughs> You know, whatever. All right? I, I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm honestly tired of hearing about it. Well, you know, you know now you're probably going to hear about it a lot more, though. Oh, I'm sure. You know. in because they don't, they're going to yeah. they're gonna call in, and they're going to call in about your feather and about your uh, <laughs> your aversion What's to wackily. What's the feather? Don't even get into it. Don't even <laughs> fucking get into it. I will burn this entire building to the ground. I'll tell you about the feather after the show. And I don't even care if I'm here. Yeah. I'll just do it. You know? Just in in the in the slight chance that I'll catch y'all in the flames, I will go down. Like you don't want to deal. bring up the feather. Yeah. Believe me. Yeah. Uh, people, we got Fistful Seal coming up next. Phone calls after that. Uh, before we get to any of this, though, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Special offer about the clip with the clip bumper. The clip bumper. Clip bumper. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one free item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs, plus a free exclusive gift. And to top it all off, they'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And what's that free exclusive gift? It's the Clip Bumper, the ideal pleasure ring for couples. He'll love the way this love ring lets him stay harder, longer. It increases the strength of orgasm, and she'll love the way the pleasure nubs thrill her sweet spots. The unique bumper stimulates her clitoris, and it's soft and stretchy for a comfortable fit. The Clip Bumper is made of premium silicone, it's waterproof, and it's compatible with all water-based lubes. Use code DIDDLE at checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E at adamandeve.com. That is absolute bull piss. Absolutely. Uh, My sperm was as potent as it got because I knocked up a broad who had a black baby. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm inciting violence, and somebody bring me up on charges because that is horseshit. That motherfucker goes into my... This is my realm. Absolutely. I'm going back to the old school, back in the 50s and the 1940s when they used to use VD for venereal disease. Fuck the STDs, I still have VD. No fucking way. I don't buy it, I don't believe it, and I think it's pure fabric. 
Steel. Hey. What's going on, man? Uh, another fistful of steel. Happy uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, are you um, getting your Speedo out, going up to the, the, the lakes or something? The cabin? Getting my Speedo. I have my Speedo on at the ready at seven days a week, uh, 24 hours a day. It's on right now, in fact, when I'm talking to you, but I'm not going up north. Hell no, I'm not going up there. Are you kidding me? Isn't that what they do in Michigan? They like uh, you. You gotta go get your fat wife and your fat children and put them in the fucking truck, and then uh, go up to some shitty cabin that your uncle owns. Yeah, yeah you, that's, that's Michigan. When the people say going up north, that's a Michigan thing and that's a weekend thing, especially between Memorial Day and Labor Day. You know, Fourth of July, any of the holiday weekends is really big. But then a lot of people that have the cabins are doing it every fucking weekend. They'll drive from Detroit. To Traverse City, it'll be a five-hour drive with shitty traffic. It, what it basically boils down to is it's a sea of white people in RVs and SUVs that are fleeing the city, trying to get as far away from minorities as humanly possible for three days. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what happens. People don't understand, like in, in Michigan, there's only really one highway that goes up north, the I-75. And it's just what, like, yeah. uh, you know, like four lanes. And, it's, and that's what everybody's driving on. Yeah, it's like putting 10 pounds of shit in a 5-pound bag. It doesn't all fit, and that's why there's traffic jams and congestion. And then this time of year, you throw on the fucking construction zones during construction season to go with it. you got backups from fucking, you know, uh, for four hours just trying to get out of town to get up north. So it's, uh, uh, it's fucking a complete pain in the ass, and... You know, I, I will not partake in it or, or participate. I imagine there's a lot of angry dads. Like, dad's about to fucking lose it. You know, they got that fucking vein throbbing in their forehead. Their kids are screaming. Oh, yeah. Their wife is bitching. Their wife is bitching. She's put on fucking 75 pounds since you married her two years ago. You got two little rugrats running around. You know, it, it, it really makes me sympathize with the John Lists of the world. Maybe he did the right thing with his family. Because I guarantee you, if I was part of that RV crowd going up every fucking weekend in that traffic, I'd go John List on my family, too. <laughs> At first, I thought you were, I, I, I were going to say something about Johnny Depp. Did you hear about that oh. guy? I, well, I heard that there's something going on with his ex-wife. Maybe he punched her or fucking no, he kicked her in the he, he beat her up with an iPhone. He like took the iPhone and, and like beat her up with it. Well, finally, a good use for the iPhone. <laughs> I, you know, I find, I, you. I find this hilarious because, you know, Johnny Depp's always been like, you know, the, the, the heartthrob, uh, the, the, the dream guy of every girl. It's like, oh, my God, Johnny Depp. Like, I remember my ex-girlfriend said that... Uh, that you know we we were going to be in a monogamous relationship but she got one like you know get out of jail free card and that was like or one hall pass and that was like to fuck johnny depp like if johnny depp somehow magically met her at an airport and was like hey you want to go back to my hotel and she was allowed to do that and it wasn't cheating right, and, I, and i was right. like fine but now now i find i'm somewhat gratified that like yeah you can go have sex with him and then he'll beat you up with your iphone <laughs> do you think when steve jobs started Apple and then this, you know, started, you know, coming up with the idea for the iPhone. Do you think at any point in time he thought that Johnny Depp would use it as a weapon to assault and batter his girlfriend? Um, no, you know, I, I doubt it. But I bet you it was just like, you know, that's another use for the iPhone. And maybe you'd make up an app that would like somehow gauge how hard you hit the, you know, your wife in your face with it. 
the domestic violence act, like when you hit the sledgehammer at the fucking carnival and it, it you hit the sledgehammer on the thing and the ball goes up the, the thing to see how much power you have behind your hammer swing. Do you, do you remember the Munger Potato Festival? Do I remember it? I still go to it. What the fuck are you talking about? Do they do that every year? Oh yeah, the fucking in potato country out in Munger. The fucking they have the they have the demolition uh, derby, and then they usually have. They used to bring in pro wrestling to be part of the the potato festival. Yeah, they, uh, it's a festival about potatoes. And they crown the Munger potato queen. Like this is something they do every year in Michigan. But my favorite thing about the Munger potato festival is they used to have this like I guess it was almost like a pad in the wall that could gauge how hard you punch. And like you could punch it, and it would gauge like the I guess the strength of your punch or the velocity of yeah, your the punch, power. the yeah. power of it. And so you'd see you get all these like pickers standing in line with mullets. Like a lot of them would take their shirt off before they punched it, and like fights oh, yeah, would break it gives out. Gives you more mobility. Yeah, <laughs> it's like fights would break out while they're standing right. in line to punch the, the 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 fucking punching bag thing. Yeah, they had that. I've seen a lot of bars that actually have that in the car, which doesn't seem like a real good mix when you got like people drinking whiskey and tequila all night. You want to get them all worked up and get them all heated up with some violence in the corner by punching this punching bag. It seems like it's it's maybe against your better interest when you're serving alcohol somewhere because you're going to get these people all worked up to maybe want to get in a fight. But yeah, they used to have that at the the Munger Potato Festival. But yeah, you'd have to if they had a shirt on, they'd remove their shirt. The problem is a lot of them didn't have to remove their shirt because they were already wearing a wife beater. Uh, so they already had that mobility in their shoulders to get as much velocity and torque behind their punch as possible. Yeah, they they didn't have to take off the uh, the, the NASCAR shirt or the Donald right. Trump shirt that I imagine they're wearing now. The Dick Trickle hat. <laughs> yeah, that's summer. That's a, that's that's what summer in Michigan reminds me of. Uh, fat people in traffic driving up to uh, the the cabins to be by the lakes and uh, pickers. Punching, punching yeah, and they can tell you it's time to switch. It's, they're doing it to spend time with family and to barbecue and to go boating and jet skiing. But but the truth of the matter is they're just trying to get away from those ugly mud people. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, Steele, you uh, sent a few rants, and um, let's see which ones which ones you got for us this week. Here's a rant about the homeless. I just heard a bunch of people calling to a local radio station complaining about the homeless, and every single one of them used the cliche argument. <clears throat> I won't give a dime to a homeless guy because he won't use it to buy food. He'll probably just turn around and buy drugs or alcohol with it. Uh, who are you, the fun police? Oh, so it's okay for the guy with a home to have a few vices, but oh, God forbid the poor sap who has to lay his head down in his own urine every night has a few hobbies to take the edge off every once in a while. Hey, dipshits. Has it ever dawned on you that maybe the homeless guy could use drugs and alcohol just a little bit more than he could use some shitty little bite to eat? For fuck's sakes, he lives in an appliance box, and if that's not enough to make him want drugs more than food, then how about the fact that his only prized possession is a bag of cans? Not to mention, he smells like his own piss and his beloved army jacket is always covered in more bird shit than the Statue of Liberty. You think that a fucking chicken panini and a blueberry scone are going to make this poor fuck forget that he has to bathe and brush his teeth in a gas station shitter every morning? No. But do you know what will help him forget his problems once in a while? 
Smack. That's right. China white. Mexican mud. So when I give to a homeless man, I don't lecture him or put restrictions on its use. I don't order him to go buy himself a good meal. No, I encourage him to pamper himself a little. Go treat himself to a homeless spa day. I tell him to take my money to go score himself some H or to put it toward a nice brown bag of wine or possibly invest in a shopping cart upgrade. Sometimes I'll even flip him a few extra bucks and tell him to take a nice homeless girl out on a date. Uh, I usually suggest that he try to court that adorable bag lady who lives in the green dumpster, you know, the next alley over, she'd make a wonderful date and an even better mother to his children. Plus, from what I hear, <laughs> if you slip her a bottle of Mad Dog, she'll give you a gum job on the first date, and everybody knows that gum jobs amongst the homeless are like promise rings amongst people with homes. In any event, I want the homeless guy to spend my cash to pursue his passions. You know, drugs, booze, cigarettes, lottery tickets, gummers, whatever, you name it. But the last thing I want him to do is waste my hard-earned dough on some stupid nutritious meal that he is just going to shit out inside his refrigerator box an hour later. Worse yet, I don't want him blowing it on another one of those Sharpie markers just so we can make some more annoying cardboard signs. After all, he can find discarded food for free in a restaurant dumpster any day of the week, and he certainly doesn't need to be making any new signs until he takes a fucking English class. Homeless people's spelling is absolutely horrifying. The one thing I can't stand is a homeless man with a full belly holding up a cardboard sign chock full of spelling errors. At least if he's hopped up on Boone's farm or off chasing the dragon, he won't have the time or energy to put his embarrassing grammar skills on display. So don't be one of those dicks who gives money to a homeless guy only to put a lot of stipulations on how he can or cannot use it. You let that homeless man make his own decisions. Sure, he may have made some poor decisions, hence the fact he doesn't have a home, but you're not his fucking mother. Wow, Steel, I never knew you were an advocate for the homeless. Oh, yeah, I'm a big advocate. Love the homeless. Big fan of them. <laughs> I remember uh, in San Francisco, San Francisco has always had a homeless problem. And the reason they yes, have a homeless problem, well, the reason they have a homeless problem is because they invite it on themselves. They, they choose to do things like that, like, oh, we're going to give you a, a good meal, instead of, like, addressing the issue with the homeless people, like giving them, I don't know, fucking shelter and programs and all that stuff. They just kind of, like, give them a meal and then forget about them. But or the other, they, they have other programs. Like, I remember I, I was dating, briefly dating a girl, and uh, she was really into, like, volunteering. And one of, the things mm -hmm. that, one of the things that they would do is instead of, like, giving them money or like giving them methadone or, wh or whatever they need to fucking right. you know, to, to, to get through their fucking daily horrible existence. Uh, what they did is they went out and would give them foot rubs. What? Like, excuse, excuse me, you're going to have to back up. Did you say foot rubs? Yes, they would go to homeless people and uh, just put on gloves and just rub their feet. Their callous, diseased, gout-ridden oh. feet. Yeah, she told diabetic, heroin, oh, God, I can't even imagine a homeless man's feet. I don't even like my own, I won't even rub my own feet. I'm not going to rub some bum's feet, I can assure you of that. Yeah, but you, well, you hate man feet anyway, but could you imagine Absolutely. going to, like, some disgusting street dweller taking their shoes off? Even if they're wearing shoes, they might just be basically, you know, wrapping their feet in newspaper. But taking right. out, undoing the newspaper and uh, the, the saran wrap that they wrap their feet in, and then rub, giving them a foot massage. Makes me want to barf. 
there is not enough latex gloves or antibacterial on the planet for me to do that. I, like you said, I cannot even eat around man feet. I can't eat dairy products for three hours after seeing exposed man feet in flip flops or sandals, let alone some bum who's laying in the middle of a fucking park in downtown San Francisco or laying in a flower bed along Lombard Street. There's no way I'm going to fucking take his whatever he's got on his feet, whatever he's calling footwear. There's no way in fuck I'm taking that off his feet and putting my hand on his feet. Never. <laughs> I remember telling her this, and I'm like, you're joking, right? She's, she's telling me this. She's like, we're, we're out on, like, I think I met her on, I think I've actually met her, might have met her on, like, OkCupid or, uh, or Match. Oh. Not, not Match, maybe Plenty of Fish it might have been back then. I'm well, not you sure it wasn't TrannyFuckBook.com? <laughs> it could have been, it could have been, uh, what, what's the one with the farmers? Farmers Christian Daily. Farmers Only? Farmers Only. Uh, but yeah, so I meet this girl, and she's like, you know, uh, an activist, a social activist. Like, a lot of San Francisco girls are like this, you know, and she's like a hippie, right. she's vegan, and uh, she's like, you know, you don't need to give them money, you can give them love, and rub their feet, <laughs> and that will help, and I was just like, okay, we're, we're not hanging out anymore, the state's over. I don't even yeah, want to have sex with you. Yeah, that would right there. That would kill my what little boner I could fucking muster up at that point because let's you know I have ED, so I wouldn't get a very good boner to begin with. But that certainly wouldn't help matters because yeah, I'm sure this guy wants love and not some cash or some age. Yeah, yeah, just rub his feet. I'm sure he's gonna feel just fine about that. It's fucking bullshit. It's like, uh, you know, did she ever do this foot rub thing? Oh yeah, no, she volunteered. That's what she would do on Saturdays, like during the day. Oh my god, see, I would never. Did you ever kiss her? And we didn't get that far. Like, I, I went on a date with her, and uh, we were talking about, like, you know, what you do and what you do for fun. And she told me about this. Like, this is her uh, extracurricular activity. It was going out and rubbing homeless people. And she said she was, like, a homeless activist. And right there, I was just like, okay, my boners. My, my penis has crawled up inside my body now. Like, I'm so oh, not, my like, God, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm so not attracted to you anymore. It's disgusting. I didn't even want to let her in my house. Cause, can you imagine what kind of, like, hepatitis she has in her hand? Yeah, I'm not letting her touch my fucking smartphone. I'm not letting her touch my doorknob. She's not getting in the, she's not touching the knob on the door of my car to get in it so I can drive her home. What I'm doing at that date is saying, excuse me, I got to go to the bathroom and I don't come back to her table and I leave her sitting there thinking about the love and foot rub she wants to give to a fucking bum and I'm out the door and she's not going to be wiser till about fucking 20 minutes later when she realizes I'm not coming back to the table. I've left her there on the date. <laughs> I could just see you climbing out the bathroom window and just gone. Just yeah, well, I mean, it's like these soup kitchens. They serve fucking somebody some fucking beef broth or something and think they're fucking saving the guy's life. No, give him some fucking cash. Let him go do something fucking with it that's useful for him. Go just serve him some fucking shitty beef broth with a noodle or something floating around in it. Like a, like soup is like a hearty enough meal to fucking make this guy live to the next day. Ridiculous. Furthermore, too, it's like, so give him some heroin. Maybe, you know, maybe he can OD. And end this miserable existence. Because quite honestly, if you do get him off heroin after years and years of drug abuse and like and now he's just a normal member of society, what's he going to do? It's not like he's going to be a fucking doctor or something or a lawyer. It's like the, the guy's just going to be, you know, he's a homeless man that now isn't addicted to drugs. But yet his mind has been ravaged by these chemicals. It's almost better that he just ODs. Yeah, I mean, there's no, I mean, there's no salvaging at this point. But yeah. I mean, to to sit there, but I, 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 I don't like the people that like bitch about that. Like, 
they'll bitch about the homeless because they don't want to give them money. Well, then don't give them money, money. Don't give them money. But that, well, if you do give them money, don't fucking put all these restrictions on how he can use it. Either give them the money and be nice and just be glad that you feel good about yourself that you gave them the poor fuck something. Or don't give them shit. Just walk away and tell them to fuck themselves. But don't, like, sit here and fucking sit, you know, try to be fucking Uncle Sam or his mother and try to tell them how he can use it. That's bullshit. If he has the money, don't be an Indian giver and fucking all oh, take that back if you're using drugs or alcohol with it. Let him use it however he chooses. Yeah, I remember one time I was, I was walking back home from work, and I saw some uh, San Francisco, I think it was a tourist or something. They'd obviously left the restaurant, they had like their pad thai and some styrofoam container, and they saw this homeless guy and just kind of walked up to him, and the guy asked for money, and they give him the, the, the pad thai and the styrofoam box, and uh, and just kind of with this like self-satisfied grin, started walking away, and he took it and just threw it at her back. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> it's like pad thai was all over, and I was just like, Right. That's a beautiful moment. That's a beautiful That's moment. That's I'd like to have that on my, I'd like to videotape that on my smartphone. I'm, some, I'm surprised somebody didn't and it didn't go viral. So that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. And, and she deserved it. I mean, not everybody likes pad thai. You gotta, you have to have pretty fucking exquisite taste or a particular taste to be in the Thai food. I like Thai food, but not everybody does. So you're just gonna walk up to some random stranger bum who's laying on the fucking sidewalk or in an alley and say, here, have some pad thai? Fuck you. He maybe doesn't like pad. He maybe doesn't like any Asian or Oriental. Cuisine. Yeah, and, and that's what you're It's like your leftovers. You ate half of that. Yeah. Like if the I mean, who does that? If the situation was reversed, you wouldn't be eating a half eaten meal from a homeless person. You're damn right about that, so you make a great point. So this cunt deserves the pad thai being thrown at her back. <laughs> All right. The, the, the next one here is uh, about an Amber Alert. I was just listening to an 80s, 90s power ballad station when it was abruptly interrupted by an Amber Alert. Look, pedophiles, if you want to lure a boy into your panel van during wingers miles away, then okay. But how dare you try to fuck a kid when I'm trying to listen to air supplies making love out of nothing at all. The song was almost halfway over, yet you couldn't wait another two minutes before circling the playground? And kids, can't you little fuckers wait to fall for the old, hey kid, would you like some candy trick until after the final chorus is over sexual predators and their victims are so fucking self-absorbed and impatient it's all about them you know what you remember that song by white lion when the children cry well, yeah i love that song i think that one is about uh, raping kids isn't it <laughs> it I, certainly could be i, I just it always could be. i mean i i guess i've never really sat down and you know, analyzed or interpreted the lyrics, but I've just always assumed that the children are crying because they're getting raped by the members of White Lion. Yeah, well, I mean, I think a lot of power ballads could be, uh, if you didn't know the song or ever hear the song and you just heard the song title, I think a lot of them could maybe be construed as something a kid would be reacting to when he's being molested. And yeah. they all have kind of a gay overtone to the song, like Firehouse's Love of a Lifetime. Well, that could be your biology teacher who is very predatory, for all I know. Or what about Sister Christian? Sister Christian, the time has come. It's like Night right. Ranger was into raping nuns. Yes, or very much it's also insinuating what a whore the, the girls that attend Christian schools are. <laughs> yeah, most of, what about more than words? That one had to be about pedophilia. Those guys, extreme? Both those guys are oh, pedophiles. Well, 
Yeah, Nuno Betancourt and Gary Sherrill. I always figured it was either about that or maybe the two of them just wanting deep desire to suck one another's dicks. <laughs> but then there was always my buddy, uh, Walraven, who I think you probably know Todd, but. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the band Warriors used to have this song called I Saw a, a Ballad called I Saw Red and my friend thought he was referring that Janie Lane was referring to that one time he saw that he was that Red meant Red Fox <laughs> he thought Janie Lane wrote a song about you know it's probably about uh, having sex with a girl in her period yeah well that's probably what it maybe is about or at least I would you know maybe in this day and age now 25 years after the song came out maybe think maybe there's some maybe uh, insinuation about that but no my buddy was insistent upon the fact that it was about Red Fox you know what I saw I was at a party not to name drop here but a few years ago I was at a party and uh it was like a some event like a, an event space it was like a I think it was like a porn like a bondage porn thing but anyway Janie Lane was there it was right before he died and that guy just looked like a fat piece of shit he looked terrible yeah, I saw him on a solo tour here in Bay City probably a year or two before he died. In fact, I think he was on a, I want to say he was on a reality show. Was he on VH1 on yeah. some show in between his death and when I saw him live? He, he but, was on like one of those, uh, I thought it was like a drug, like this thing Stephen Adler was on, like one of those drug. Okay, was that it? I know it was like on VH1 or something. Oh, yeah, but he just looked terrible. I could imagine him just like fucking, you know, hauling his withered husk up on stage to do cherry pie one more time? Yeah, well, he was, when I, when I saw him, he was doing solo. Obviously, he closed, I think, with cherry pie, because he was just doing all Warren songs. He didn't have, like, a solo career. It was just one of these offshoots of a band that's no longer around, so he's still touring, so he's just singing their old hits. But, yeah, when I saw him, he was so bloated. When I first came out on stage, I thought it was Sally Struthers. <laughs> Yeah, he, he looked awful. I always found it funny, though, that all those hair metal bands, like, they, they'd have their rockin' hits, but then they always had to do, you know, one ballad or two ballads, because the girls like the ballads. The power ballad. Yeah. Yeah, it brought the pussies to the show, and I think at some point, like, there was a there was a tilt, like, you know, some of the bands threw out a token ballad. Like, even Ozzy did, like, Goodbye to Romance, and... Yeah. Um, you know, some songs he'd throw on, like, one ballad on his albums, his solo career albums, and he did changes when he was with Black Sabbath, which is like a piano ballad. But uh, it became, like, in the 80s, it would be, like, one token ballad. But then by the mid-80s, it kind of flipped. It was almost like some of these bands, especially the hair bands. Ballad. Were, yeah. Yeah, they were putting out albums that were, like, 80% ballad and two rock, you know, two hard rockers, and the rest was all ballads. I mean, like, Motley Crue and fucking uh, Warren. Poison, yeah. yeah. They basically they started to make their living on the power ballad. It was it wasn't about their other songs. Well, especially Molly Crew, because Molly Crew, you know, their first couple albums are amazing. They're great, you know, um, right. uh, Too Fast for Love and Shout the Devil. And then all of a sudden it became like, okay, Home Sweet Home. And now we're gonna start doing like these. Now they're becoming like Cinderella or something. And right. uh, like Cinderella, there's another band that started just doing a lot of ballads. You're like, God, yeah. And I think well, I mean, that was a demise for uh, hair metal. It very well could be. I, I, speaking of uh, fucking Motley Crue, I see Nikki Six just recently fucking he said something derogatory about Gene Simmons. He like said said something to Gene Simmons about being uh, dressing like a clown and haven't had a hit in twenty years. Well, Nikki Six is like calling the kettle black. Nikki Six dresses like a clown and hasn't had a hit in twenty years either. Nikki Six calling Gene Simmons a clown with no hits in the last twenty five years. It's like fucking uh, Jeff Dunham calling fucking Gallagher a prop comic. It's like, it's the same fucking thing. 
Gene Simmons is such a dick, though. Anyway. Oh, he's an obnoxious New York rocking yeah. Jew, but a, but I mean for Nikki Six to like Nikki Six was kind of a douchebag too. I mean he's you know Nikki Six is one of these guys that is you know thinks that he's like real intellectual and and above yeah, the fray on a lot of things. Molly Crew book, yeah, no, yeah, he, yeah. He he's like he's the intellectual hair like butt rocker. Yeah. And he's not. Like, I mean, if you're going to call somebody out, you know, call somebody out. Don't call somebody out that's the exact same. I mean, they're the same person, basically. They both played bass in a fucking band. They both dressed in high stilettos and makeup. They both had a bunch of pop metal hits. And none of them, neither one of them had hit since, like, 1992. So don't sit here and fucking point out, you know, call out Gene Simmons when you're basically calling out yourself. So, yeah, Nikki Six is a douchebag. Did you hear? Uh, did you hear about Ozzy Osbourne and Sharon Osbourne splitting up? Yeah, I was uh, in dismay over it because on the last time we had a uh, reality TV couple break up, one of them became a transgender. Oh yeah, you're right. You know what? What's interesting about that is one of the things Sharon was saying is that Ozzy um, was unfaithful to her, like infidelity. And I'm like, who the fuck's Ozzy banging? Isn't the guy like? I mean, is, does he have like dementia and he's old? Like, I mean, pretty much. But you know, maybe there are women out there having you know having sex with Ozzy. Well, I fucked Ozzy just for the fun. Like, I could tell my friends I fucked Ozzy Osbourne. It'd be fantastic. So imagine, like, a woman, even if she's fucking hot and 18 years old, you fuck Ozzy, you got a great story for the next 70 years to tell your grandkids. But, yeah, I mean, and not only that, but, I mean, she's sick of infidelity now. I mean, I'm sure Ozzy, you know, he's a rocker, and even rockers, the ugliest of them, Steven Tyler, Mike, uh, Mick Jagger can fuck, you know, out of their league. They can fuck A-list fucking pussy. So, I mean, he's probably fucked pussy for, they've been married for fucking 35 years. I'm assuming it's not the first time he's strayed. So now all of a sudden Sharon pissed off about it. I don't, I, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing, too. I understand Sharon, you know, helped Ozzy, you know, build his career because she's like business minded or whatever. But then again, without Ozzy, I don't think, she, I think she'd be like a hairdresser somewhere. Like, I don't think she would be on the fucking View or whatever show she's on, like, talk show and be this famous without fucking Ozzy, the Ozzy vehicle that she's she's conducting. You know what I mean? And probably vice versa. Like, Ozzy might be a drug addict, you know, on Skid Row without her. So I think the two of them work together. But yeah, at the same time, a perfect pair. You know, at the same time, it's like, yeah, you have millions of dollars. Go let him go fuck some fucking groupie, you know? Yeah, he's like 75 years old. At that point, I don't understand why these people give a fuck if their spouse is yeah. fucking. I mean, you guys got a good, you know, you guys are both making money off each other. Like you said, she's got business sense. He's got the, the name and the talent recognition behind him. So so she's riding his coattails. He's riding hers. Just let it fucking be. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it's like, you know, get, get, get your rocks off somewhere and then let's keep making money. But now. Exactly. Got to make headlines. All right, we got time for one more. This one's about the CDC. Well, how about the Centers for Disease Control? They've just released a study that indicates that over 80% of all public swimming pools and hot tubs in the United States have notable health violations. Oh, yeah. great job, CDC. Thanks for spending a shitload of man hours and millions of dollars on a study to tell us something that should only require a simple glance test. I mean... Does it really require a study and some test strips to determine how filthy a public pool is? Is all of this really necessary? Have any of your scientists ever seen the American public? And more importantly, have they ever seen the American who uses public pools? 
one quick glance at your typical American public pool goer should be the only test needed to determine a pool's cleanliness. It doesn't require teams of researchers armed with beakers full of water samples. Nope, all it requires is eyesight and a special ed level understanding of common sense. You don't need to have 20-20 vision, you just have to be able to see better than Ronnie Millsap, which pretty much leaves the door wide fucking open. Look, assholes, the middle-aged man wearing nothing but hair on his shoulders and a banana hammock who just did a cannonball into the shallow end and that trailer park sodbuster whose enormous gut and bulbous cunt are in a constant custody battle over her bikini bottoms, you know, who just got stuck in the water slide, that's all the proof I need to tell me that a pool has a few health violations. Plus, you'd think that the turd, the band-aid, the tampon, and the used rubber that have all collected over near the pool filter would be big enough clues for your brilliant scientist to come to the conclusion that, hey, maybe people should think twice before diving into a public pool. Look, I would rather swim and bathe in Flint's drinking water than so much as dip my pinky toe in any of America's public pools. Public pools are teeming with more DNA and bodily fluids than Paul Lynn's tailbone or Charles Nelson Riley's chin at a Hollywood Squares daytime Emmy Awards after party. If you want to dive into public pools and contract AIDS, E. coli, or meningitis while snorkeling between some half-nude pig who's doing the doggy paddle and some black guy who needs a pair of water wings to prevent him from drowning, then by all means, be my fucking guest. But we didn't need you fuckfaces over at the CDC to do some shitty little test study to warn us that public pools can be complete disease traps. Thanks again, dipshits, for wasting millions just to overstate the obvious. <laughs> I could imagine, like, letting my kids, if I, if I ever had children, like, swim in a public pool. You know, it, it, oh, they're filthy. Oh, it's, it's filthy, and, and, and what their, what, what's their solution? Let's just pour more chlorine to kill all the disease and the bacteria. Yeah, that's basically what it amounts to. I live in a condominium complex. We have a fucking pool for the condominium complex. I've never seen it. I, that's, that's how much I will not go in the condominium public pool. I don't even know where it is. I know it's here. I've never seen it. Do you think if you went there... And, and 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 you're like hanging out in your bathrobe and your speedo. Do you think they think you're a pedophile? Well, I, I, I don't know what would give me away. What the binoculars <laughs> and the lube? <laughs> the uh, chemically induced erection. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, but I've always been wary of growing men who go to these public pools. Like I understand if you, it should be. If you have children with you, you're allowed to go in, like they do in public parks. But sometimes, like grown men, like I, I know a couple guys that are too cheap to get a gym membership. So what they do, yeah. these are these two brothers I know. What they do is they go to a public pool, and they go to the public pool, and they hang out in a public pool, and they're like 40-year-old men. <laughs> I, I know, I, you'd think that would be, I would be wary of that. Well, it's it's very unbecoming. I got to tell you, you might even remember this, but there's a there's a legend here in Bay City called the Tan Man. Do you remember the Tan Man? Tan Man. He was, you know, to, to do a little bit of history here. He was on my paper route when I was a kid. Okay. Well, I remember, and that was back like what twenty some odd years ago. And the guy was like this fat guy that would walk around in a speedo, completely tan, like bronze tanned. 
like almost looked like a Negro. He almost looked like he just got out of the cotton fields. He was so dark. He looked like an 1880s uh, plantation uh, worker. He was he was that dark from the tan. But he's a white guy with a cheesy porn mustache, a hairy chest, you know, kind of a beer gut and a speedo and flip flops. But he hangs out for years. In fact, I think he just moved recently. But you know, he had he drove around in a vanity plated uh, like Mustang for years that had the name Tan Man on the back. He knew his nickname around town. Everybody called him the Tan Man, and he. Was okay with that, but he, yeah, he, he was so dark as tan. It was so unnatural looking that he looked like a black man. But he he moved, I think, recently. But he used to hang out every day. In fact, I think he was a lifeguard for several years over there, um, or taught lifeguarding or something over there. But at the community pool or the you know the community pool, it's like the for you, it's free use for anybody who lives in the city of Bay City or whatever. He he'd be there like every day in the summer, you know, from. 8 o'clock in the morning till fucking, you know, dusk at night, just hanging out at the fucking pool. Just him. He didn't have kids. He didn't have a wife. His family wasn't there. It was just him. Yeah, I always thought he was a fucking weirdo, too, and I'd have to go, you know, like once a month and collect the, the, the payment for the newspapers. And the dude is like the middle of winter. He'd show up in his Speedo, completely tanned. Yeah. It's like, how are you yeah. getting tanned? Like, he probably had a tanning bed in his house. He had to have had a tanning, like a, a tanning booth, because I mean, obviously, you know, in the winter in Michigan, obviously it's 20 degrees outside. You're not out getting a tan, or not only that, but the sun's only up for so many hours. I mean, it fucking starts to get dark about four o'clock. So, yeah, he was—he definitely had to have a tanning booth in his house or something to maintain that type of uh, swarthiness. Yeah, no, no, there's, there's no way, or a spray tan or something. He had something. And yeah. it, was just, it was just fucking weird, and he always kind of smelled like fucking suntan lotion. And just in yeah, baby oil. Like, they keep yeah, like baby coconut oil. oil and and cocoa butter. Yeah, like cocoa butter. It was like this weird and like you. I'd have to go stand like in his the foyer of his house, waiting for him to come give me like the twenty dollars for the newspaper. Right. It just it was always creepy to me. And there were no wives <laughs> and kids in there. You know. Well, did he invite, as long as he didn't invite in for some wine and some Jesus juice, I think you're all right. <laughs> By a little Neptune King of the Sea. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's it's disgusting. Public pools are disgusting, and you're exactly right too. You can see by the by the drain over there, you have like uh, condoms and band aids and turds floating around. Would you want to put your child in that? Gross. I, well, I don't care about my kid. I'm not going in there. You know, my kid can do whatever the fuck he wants, but if he does, he can stay away from me and he can shower down at the neighbors to shower off all the fucking viruses and the AIDS and whatever else is floating around in that fucking pool. But yeah, I'm not getting in the fucking thing. But if he wants to go in, I don't give a shit about that. Hey, I've had it, Junior. Jump in that fucking pool. Just watch out for the fucking tampon. What's what's funny in uh, in uh, L.A. or Southern California, any open body of water, in, uh, like include like a lake or a pond or a pool, there's going to be Mexicans uh-huh. having a party. And Mexicans are <laughs> living in it. Yeah, so anywhere you go, like uh, there's a reservoir that is a popular place. I can't think of the name of it. It's like in Castaic, which is just north of here. You go up there, there'll be like a thousand Mexicans in this reservoir. Like the Mexicans love any open body of water. So that, well, they're very good swimmers. The Rio Grande, they've proven it year after year after year in the Rio Grande Olympics. Yeah, that, that, that's how they came to the country, and so they like to uh, keep in shape and uh, yes. swim in the public pools. But yeah, public yeah, pools are just, uh, it's a cesspool of disease. I would never, I don't uh, like to go out during the day anyway. Yeah, it's just disgusting, and and that's and that's how the great epithet, racial epithet of wetback came about, was because of Mexicans and water. 
Yeah, you know, I, I imagine that's where that's where that came from. Do people still yeah. use that term? I haven't heard that being thrown around in a while. Is Trump, um, is Trump uh, saying wetbacks? Is that why he's building a wall? I, I don't know if he's used it. I know I use it routinely, at least probably four or five times a week. <laughs> Especially this time of year, because it's migrant season, where you get all the beers coming up to do pick the soybeans and the sugar beets. So yeah, I, I quite often use the term wetback. I think it's too great, too classic, and, and it's not only just classic, but it's kind of a classy epithet as well. It's a little classier than like nigger or chink or something like that. I think wetback is is a lot classier than some of the others. So I don't see a problem with it. So yeah, I I use it whether or not it's being used by the rest of uh, America. I have no idea. Yeah, it's it's definitely not as crude. It's interesting you bring up uh, the summer with the migrant workers that come up, uh, they they come to Michigan. I I remember uh, going to uh, get some beer at a Myers, and I was walking out of the Myers, and this shitty like 1982 Trans Am pulled up, and I you know I'm not even shitting you, 14 Mexicans came out of that Trans Am. Like we counted. I was like, how the hell can you fit 14 people? Inside a Trans Am, like they're, they're not. They are amazing. Yeah, I mean, they, can you imagine them packing a suitcase? They must be able to get their whole house in there because they're amazing at getting, getting everything into its compartment. No matter how much shit you got, they get it in there and they do it in a car. Because yeah, when you see these Mexicans pull up at a fucking convenience store or a beer store or a liquor store, they get out. It's like a fucking clown car. They just keep coming and coming and coming. It's just unbelievable how many people they get in a one vehicle. Well, I can understand if it was a van. You know, a long van or a short bus. I can understand right. you could get a lot of Mexicans in there, but a Trans Am's a pretty small, like confined space, and at least four a two-door coupe. Yeah, that is true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's. It, I was. I was blown away by it. I wish I. I wish I would have taped that, but we didn't have smartphones back then. In fact, we didn't even. No, have, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't have any kind of phones. And sometimes I long for that time. Like I kind of miss. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not gonna yeah, I mean, you're not gonna beat your wife up with your uh, with your iPhone back then. You have to use your hands. Yeah, well, that's the way domestic violence should be. You got to get your hands dirty. You got to get that fucking fist on her eye, or you got to break that nose with your the, the palm of your hand. You got or strangle her. You got to get your hands around her neck. That's good old fashioned classic traditional domestic violence. This new technology uh, domestic violence where you're using smartphones or uh, you know Galaxy sixes or fucking iPhones or or a MP3 player. That's that's. That's pussy domestic violence. Well, that's the thing with Johnny Depp, you know. It's like he was accused back when he was dating Winona Ryder, which I think was in, like, the 90s. And uh, that's yeah, like, way back. fashion. Like, yeah, yeah, he, he would beat her up back then, like, uh, the, the old-fashioned way. But now it's like, uh, you know, he's using his iPhone. Right. I, I mean, I guess back in the early like, 90s, baby. What's yeah. that? I, I don't like it. Yeah. I, don't like, I don't like this current trend. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, in the early 90s, if you wanted to use technology to beat up your lady, you'd have to throw a fax machine at her or throw your fucking cordless phone at her. <laughs> hey, you had to pick up a fax machine or a VCR. Bam! Yeah, you or, can't do that or, anymore. Or you'd have to pull the paper off of your fucking belt muscle and throw it at her, the pager from across the room. Shut up, you fucking bitch. I imagine that was back in the 90s. There was a lot of beating with pagers that happened. Sure. All right, Steel, I'm going to let you go and get back to uh, your, your Memorial Day weekend. You can get your Speedo and your barbecue on. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, enjoy the, rest, the beginning of summer, which I imagine is your favorite season. Oh, as you can imagine, why wouldn't it be? <laughs> of course, you guys have summer year-round in California. Your Mexican migrant season is fucking 
all year round. We only get it for the three months between fucking June and August. So yeah, it's pretty much like that. It's our Mexican migrant uh, summer is pretty much life here in LA. Right. That's what life is. All right, Seal. Well, thank you. Uh, it was good talking to you. We'll be back next uh, next month with another uh, fistful of steel. All right, thanks. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I've bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. Adios, lick my balls! I put a spell on you. So we got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, people, remember there's a new Sick and Wrong hotline number, 323-522-4032. 323-522-4032. Uh, we got a number of phone calls to get to. The first one here is, what a great idea. What a great idea. I never would have thought of this myself. This guy... Is uh, this guy's actually giving us a great idea? Well, I, I mean, a lot of our listeners uh, do their own TED talks. Yeah, uh, so, now, I mean, this guy I imagine has hosted. Me. I'm thinking doesn't. this guy has hosted or at least presented several TED talks. Mm-hmm. At least several. TED talks are, are uh, they're so weird because they always start with like you have to come out and say something like idiotic when you start it. Like you know, like, I thought it was funny. Like don't you have to tell a joke? In the it beginning? could either be funny or it could be like. You know, Goya could convey a single emotion with a single strike stroke of his brush, but a gorilla can look at the head of a pin of the needle and only look at the sun. You know, it's just and, like some and everybody's nonsense. just like, yeah, but and I think it's like, oh my god, that's great. You know, yeah, it's like everybody's yeah. kind of caught off guard. It's like, oh my god, this guy's amazing. Yeah, you, you ever watch TED Talks? Mm-hmm. I've seen a few. Yeah, I'm, I think this guy should do a TED Talk. All right, let's hear him. E. Harrison, I was thinking uh, maybe you get the audience to get this out there. Uh, send in videos of you getting crackheads to do tricks for ten dollars. Uh, I'm pretty sure you could. Like, like suck my dick? Is that what he's talking about? Like, I don't know if he meant turn tricks. I okay, think it like right. roll over, or, yeah. like fetch something. Hmm. <laughs> all right well you know yeah i mean i don't know you know all those those uh open sores from the for lips ten dollars pipe you know that's <laughs> that that that's like uh, condoms you know ribbed condoms simulate that does it the sores the on a crackhead's sores. lips yeah that's why yeah. that's why they do that it, it, that makes sense yep maybe like a crackhead do something pretty crazy for like 10 bucks or something make a pretty sick vid anyway <laughs> Sir, where do you live? Where, uh, Are you talking which dimension? Yeah, or like, just like just what state he lives in, like or what city? I mean, Montana. I'm thinking Florida. Or yeah. Well, you know, actually, he maybe he doesn't or, have any crackheads around him. Or Dimension X, where Krang was from, maybe. You know, you know? laugh as much as you will, but do you remember uh, bum fights? 
Yeah. That yeah. basically is the same thing. I right. mean, it's like he was paying these bums to like, remember that one guy to run into a brick wall? Yeah. Isn't that guy in jail now, though, or something? Oh, those guys that did bum fights? I feel like yeah. they are. Yeah. And they did other like horrible things, too, yeah. the homeless people. They also did the O.J. Simpson video where he rapped. Did they? Which nobody can find. Wait, the bum fights guys? You have guys? to buy it, yeah. What did O.J. rap about? Uh, he was really drunk at the time. Um, I've heard it. I've heard bits and pieces of it. But you, even on the internet, like nobody's put it up on the internet. You have to buy the fucking tape from these motherfuckers to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know about this. Yeah, there's so, a music video. It's a whole thing, man. It's a whole thing that, you know. OJ rapping. Yeah. If anybody has it, please. Yeah, send that in. I want to see this. I want to see it. And I don't want to pay these idiots money. So this guy, this guy wants us to go... Uh, Basically, exploit crackheads and, and film it. All right. Well, let's see. Maybe we, a, we could do that. Are there? Is it? Is it done? That call? No, it's not done. Oh. Hold on. Maybe there's a there's more a denouement here that that'll further illuminate us here. Let me know what you think about it. Peace. <laughs> that, that was anticlimactic, but hey. Right. So uh, you know, being in uh, San Francisco and now San Francisco is a, a tech world. Um, did they eliminate the crackheads? Like, did they put them into some kind of technical prison or some technological prison? Or what did they do to the crackheads? They all have iPhones. Um, <laughs> the crackheads have iPhones, yeah. and uh, it's just a way to coordinate and communicate. Uh, do you still see as many funny crackheads in the loin though as you used to? Oh yeah, yeah. We have a new one in the neighborhood. What, what does he do? We don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? It's full on Walking Dead out there. But no, there were a couple that I just remember, like covered in lesions and the, just like couldn't even walk properly. Like one shoe on, the other foot's like bleeding and pussy. And like, what, what happened? <sighs> what happened to the one that was like Jose? Jose? Oh, it's still out there. So they have this crackhead that comes like what time? Like in the middle all of the day, night? every day, and, and like just stands outside of the building across the street and just mm. goes Jose, Jose. And is Jose the drug dealer? Jose's a drug dealer. I'm yelling out the door, <laughs> out the window. Get a fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> Call Jose. Yeah. <laughs> the baby crackheads need iPhones. You know. Good idea. Do you remember that one? That you or maybe we shouldn't have been so hasty to get rid of all those pay phones. There's a nonprofit oh, yeah, involved payphones. in this. Mm. <laughs> give crackheads, give crackheads old iPhones. Yeah. That's a great I idea. I mean, to be fair, this guy isn't actually far off. I mean, didn't at South by Southwest, isn't that how they like promoted shit? They like gave signs oh, yeah, to fucking gave, homeless people. Yeah, and shit? they they gave signs just for them to walk around, yeah. like giving signs. That's, you know, maybe we should do that to advertise the show. It's a good idea. Yeah. Do you remember that crackhead that in the apartment I lived in with Shelley? He lived in the in the dumpster. His name was Ron. Remember that? Ron Ron was great. He lived in the dumpster. I became pretty good friends with him because ah, I, Dave. <laughs> I used to do I used to do a radio show and I'd be done at three AM. I'd come back and Ron would just be sitting on our steps, usually smoking crack, and he would pull out different things out of the trash to give to my girlfriend. Like hmm. I remember one time he pulled out this uh, glass swan, but the head was broken off. So it was just basically the body. Of a, of a glass swan and so he's like you give this to your girl and I was just like alright and so I took it and I just in the next morning uh, Shelly woke up and she was like what is this and I was like oh Ron gave that wanted me to give that to you and she's just like ew and she grabbed it with like a paper towel and threw it back out and threw it in the trash and I'm like you know he's gonna find that because <laughs> he's, he's in the trash anyway and he did now I know they didn't have fucking Sesame Street in goddamn South Africa probably right 
Did they have uh, Sesame Street? Yeah. Are you no. sure that this is a thing that actually happened and you're not just thinking of Oscar the Grouch? Of Oscar the Grouch? <laughs> yeah. No, you know, that was the joke, is we used to say we have okay. an Oscar the Grouch. Right. Because we have a cracker that lives in the dumpster. I don't know what ever happened to him. Yeah, you know, who knows? I'm you not know sure. the, uh, the, uh, the gospel black comedy 227 shared a set with Sesame Street. With Sesame Street? Yes. Wow, didn't that have Jack Hay on it? It had absolutely Marla Gibbs. fucking had Jack Hay on it. Yeah. yeah. Was bet, that a spinoff? Bet though? Your sweet ass, it did. Was that a spinoff of the Jeffersons? Or did it have nothing to do with the Jeffersons? I don't think it was. I don't think it was a spinoff of the Jeffersons. No, because Sherman Helmsley was a, a, a deacon. No, you're thinking of Amen. Oh, I'm thinking of Amen. Yeah. Amen. Different I'm show. Of Amen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, remember I think that. it was a spinoff. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't remember I, if it was or not. I don't think it was. I, I don't think Marla Gibbs place, played the like same in, character. I think it took place in Queens. Um. Hmm. Yeah. yeah I'll have to look into did. this. I'll have to mm-hmm. look into this. All right. Well, thank you for the uh, suggestion and bestowing yeah. your wisdom upon us. I think um, we'll we'll have to take this to heart. Maybe maybe we'll start going out tonight and trying to find crackheads and make him do things for ten dollars. Yeah. Um, who knows? I think ten dollars is a little high. <laughs> maybe uh, the second uh, call here is actually kind of appropriate. It's uh, it has to do with a shit story from a man named Quigley. He calls himself Quigley. Hey, this is Quigley, but my friends they call me Strasburger. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> what Strasburger? Call him Scrushburger or Scratchburger? Scratchburger. <laughs> Crushburger. I, I'm calling him Quigley. I'm gonna call him Khrushchev. <laughs> All right, let's just go. Let's just let's get through this here. I was telling a sick and shit story. Well, first it was my first year at university, and I can't believe this guy went to college. This girl was about twenty-three or twenty-two or four, and I was uh, seventeen. And not only was he in college, (laughs) he was there at fucking seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's a prodigy. Yeah. Is he called him backwards the years of the the girl. Like <laughs> what? What I'm trying to which determine. is actually which is actually the, I think it's the backstory of uh, Christopher Lloyd's character on Taxi. <laughs> oh, he, he, he could was very in Harvard well be, and yeah. then he smoked a joint and then just fucked him up. But what I'm trying to figure out is this guy really drunk? Did he have a stroke or is he like you know, mildly retarded? All three. That's a, good, yeah. that's a good choice. That's a good guess. Let's see. Sir, are you Joe Kennedy? All right. I was 18, and she was really hot, and she wanted to come to my room, and she said, oh, I'll buy you alcohol, and I really like to drink alcohol. <laughs> Back then. So oh, then she oh. bought it for me, and I... We were in my room in the dorm rooms, my first year in university, and she fell asleep on the on the dorm room bed, and I didn't know what to do. I was getting really bored, and I, I thought we were going to do it. This could go it. many ways. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little... Choose your own adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm aware of crossroads here. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what's yeah. going to happen. She passed out. He was really bored. He's mildly retarded. <laughs> what does this have to do with feces? That's what I want to know. Yeah. We're probably going to find out. It's, it's, I hope it doesn't go in a Cosby direction. <laughs> so I went, but then I had a rumbling in my tummy, and I went to take a shit. My dorm room. 
<laughs> it's like talking to Sloth from the Goonies. I don't even know. Oh. I gotta say, this might be the best shit story I've ever heard. Yeah, this is. I'm on edge though. I'm a, in my tummy. I know this is more suspenseful than. Uh, this is more suspenseful than the new X Men movie. I don't know if you've seen that. I wish I wish this was the subject matter of the new X Men movie. I had some bathroom. I was lucky. I was up on the sixth floor, and so I went and I was taking shit. And I thought it locked the door, but I guess it was only halfway locked. You know, like one of those twisty thing, only halfway. And then, so she can't, she barged into the room to go puke, and she and she was like, "Oh my god." And so I was like, what the fuck? And then she was like, I stood up and my dick was all out and she puked into the bowl that I just pooped in. And... Wait a second. Oh my god. <laughs> you just puked. Was he sitting on the toilet when she puked? No, he said he got up and his dick was out and then she puked in the toilet bowl. <laughs> on top of his uh, turd. Yeah. If he was using Stephanie's flushing technique, <laughs> this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. This would not have happened. Embarrassment would not even be there. Maybe you could learn a lesson from her. She like got her face in the water and just was like my dick was out, and she was like, fuck me already. So, I just was. Well, you know, he hasn't wiped yet, right? You know? So it's like. Wouldn't you just pull your pants up? Wait a second. Like, I guess I guess in a pinch you would, yeah. Did he just say, my dick was out, and she was like, why don't you fuck me? Wait a minute. Did, no, is that, did I hear that wrong? I think you did, but let's. I rewind it a yeah, little bit. Okay, okay. Dick was out, and she was like, "Just fuck me already." So, no. <laughs> Stephanie's gasp of air. <laughs> this is making Harrison depressed. This, this. I can't even get a fucking date, man. I can't even get a goddamn date. You know, he's been trying to get a match on Tinder for the past year, and this guy. She takes a shit, has yeah. a girl puke on the shit, and then he fucks her. Finds some broad who wants to fuck him in a giant pile of fucking vomit and shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. All right. Oh. Well, that's fine. I just, while well, she was already, you know, grabbing the porcelain goddess like that, I started going at it on her, and she grabbed the toilet paper roll, wiped her face off, flushed. That can't, this can't be real. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking this whole thing's a hoax because I mean, I think the guy's putting on a voice like a retarded person. Wait, I'm wait, you know I'm what? Skeptical of the whole call. You know what? Let's pretend we just said we never said that. So wait, we're gonna suspend disbelief. We're gonna spe- suspend disbelief. Yes. Suspend it and let's just yeah. go with wait, this. Wait, no. can you explain? She's over the toilet, and he's doing what? He's fucking her from He's behind. He's fucking her from while behind. She continues to vomit yeah. into the into the toilet. And then she wipes her mouth with the toilet, the toilet paper. paper yeah. yeah. Because yeah. uh, there's nothing a woman likes more than getting fucked while she's so ill she's vomiting. I just don't uh, know who, who right? flushed. I mean, isn't that true? <laughs> but he hasn't wiped his ass yet, still, right? No, yeah. yeah. That, that has, but I don't think she's tossing a salad. Harrison, do you <sighs> own this porno? I d- luckily no. <laughs> I'm in f- in five years, give it five years. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. You know, I'll get when I when I when I uh, go over the war crime line of my pornography. Okay. 
and after she puked, and uh, I just went out in the little bathroom there, and after that, she, I said, "Get uh, you should probably go get cleaned up because you smell real bad." <laughs> and that was the story when I first went to the clinic after that and got my first STD test. But I was lucky, and I didn't get any more. And then she texted me at 2 in the morning, like, every day for five days. So that was my second hung sister. Then again, this is Quigley, but my friends like to call me Slush Burger. So. Oh, man, this is... Wow. Slush Burger. Mm. I, I'm really skeptical. It's hard for me to believe this. This, this is like story. drinking 18-year-old scotch. This is <laughs> yeah, beautiful. It really is. Yeah. This is like an 18-year-old mm. Lefroy or something. Mm. It's, ama- it's, it's amazing. It, He's not done yet. Hold on. Oh, it's going? Oh, oh yeah. wow. It's still going. You can call. And I really like it, Harrison. I like the Harrison. Everything is going good. And I know about all the holes you are putting inside baby's head. So... Well, goodbye. Have a good night. I love you. Love you very much. <laughs> Whoa. Did he say you're putting all the holes in your head? In baby's in head. Baby's, baby's heads. heads. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I'm not quite sure what he means by that. I think I've done that. Uh, okay. I, he, he loves us, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that makes me feel Maybe good. it's a metaphor, you know? Yeah. Or something. God. Yeah. You know, we were talking about that other guy having a one-man show. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind some more Quigley stories. Yeah. It's probably just a metaphor. I mean, he is a, he is a Sarah Lawrence man, so. Um, <laughs> so what, do you think this was real? Are these the type of fans you have? Oh, God, yeah. 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 <laughs> if you're going to take the average audience member, <laughs> this uh, yes, this is, this is normal. And that's the first Quigley call? Yeah, no, maybe uh, this is the, yeah. the beginning of a, yeah. a fruitful relationship. See, he loves the new regime, Quigley. He loves it. You know, get on board. <laughs> yeah, be like Quigley. Yeah. Go uh, get an STD from mm. having unprotected sex with a girl who's vomiting on your feces. Yeah. Smash wow. Packer. <laughs> What's his name? Scratch Burger? Smash Packer? Smash- Slush Burger. Slush Burger. Yeah. yeah. Wow. God, do you know that... If that is true, that's probably the the best shit story I've ever heard. I kind of want to see what he looks like. I'm, I mean, if, I'm if, sure I'm, fi- I'm picturing Robert Downey Jr. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I mean, Johnny if, Depp, a little dap, a little cross between the two. You wanting to know what he looks like kind of makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that was faked, then he's a better actor than Johnny Depp. Yeah, no, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta, you gotta give him like props mm. for the delivery. Right, that was great. Do you think you graduated? No, <laughs> I wonder what his major was. Yeah, yeah. animal husbandry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Wow, thank yeah. you, Quigley. Uh, we'd, we'd like to hear more from you. Afro Scandinavian poetry. <laughs> <laughs> I was studying the Harlem mm. Renaissance. Mm. Um, all right, the the, the last uh, the last call here has to do with uh, bong making, making uh, bongs. Yes, I think there's actually two more calls. Oh, do we? Dude. I don't know yeah. if we have time for both. All right, both. we'll just play one. We'll just play one. one. Yeah. All right. Hey, fucking wrong. Uh, Cali Bear here. Cali uh, Bear. Cali Bear. Okay. Cali Bear. You guys are talking about uh, Harrison brought up smoking out of an apple. Like how he knows some people who do that all day because they're on the BL or whatever. Um, so 
I used to live at my parents' house. Still do. I mean, I'm twenty. <laughs> that was a great aside. Wait, wait, still what? do. Yeah, I know. used to. Yeah. Do you remember making apple pipes? Sure. And did you ever smoke out of a can? Yeah. Yeah, we used to do that too, yeah. which is so healthy. There's not Aluminum many things I've never smoked something well, out of. Especially like, back then, because in Bay City, where we went to high school, there were no head shops back then. No. Yeah, I mean, if, if you you know had someone give you a pipe, it's either smoke a joint or smoke out of an apple pipe. Or a can. Or, or a can, yeah. Or a milk jug and you'd make gravity bongs. <laughs> gravity bongs, and... that, that took some ingenuity. Did you ever do that, Harrison? No. You cut you cut the top of a milk carton off, and you put like what some tin foil in there to make a, a yeah like a, the, the at the opening yeah at so the you cut the bottom mm-hmm. off of the of the milk like a gallon but then you fill the sink up with water yeah and so you light the weed you you like you then, lower this thing and the gravity sucks out all of uh, you know the smoke and you get a huge hit and then you just like take the top off and get a hit we used to do that all the time and this was this was. You know, for for the younger listeners, this is before uh, marijuana was at three hundred percent strength THC. Oh yeah, so, yeah <laughs> you, we're, we're you smoking to, parsley. Yeah, I, I think yeah. what we used to call it was Bay City Fart Bud. Actually, <laughs> it was brown. It was definitely not green. It didn't have some fancy name. It was brickweed, <clears throat> like girls. Sc- yeah, it was brickweed. It came yeah. freeze dried, <laughs> freeze packed. Five years, like on their pitch about beef shit. So, yeah, I kind of did that. <laughs> like a last resort sort of thing. Like if you don't have, you know, a pipe or you threw it away because you were going to quit and then you change your mind suddenly when your best friend or somebody like that, like, hey, you want to get high? And you're like, but, yeah, it's very easy. All you need is like a pencil or something or even like a crayon and you just put your like two holes in it if you really want a carb. Is he teaching us how to make an apple pie? I mean, we know, you know. It's like, dude. What the fuck is a crayon going to do you? Like, (laughs) did you just take a Swiss Army knife and just melt the wax over the apple and then, like, dig it out or something? Wait, is he saying you poke a hole in it? Yeah, with a a pencil or a crayon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what kind I, I of pipe he's making. I don't believe this guy ever made a, an apple ball. An ap- yeah, I'm, I'm doubting the authenticity of this creation. Well, you take out the, you take out the stem. And Very one important. hole down there, and then one hole. Like- and yet sloth is just pulling down all sorts of fucking <laughs> pussy in the goddamn vomit-covered bathroom. That will believe. By make sure if there's suction, then you're good. And that's pretty much it. And all you, yeah, then all you need is a lighter. And so wait, Sir, it, I'm sorry. I think you're looking for YouTube. Yeah. This is the uh, sick and wrong, wrong podcast. Is this Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah. Is yeah. That, is this, is, I'm learning a lot about this. is like science. You're learning a lot from uh, this show. Mr. Wizard. Uh, yeah. Now, today, we're going <laughs> to... But, I mean, I've smoked out of, yeah, like a can or a fucking water bottle with aluminum foil, little holes in the aluminum foil, and, you know, fucking ridiculous. Well, I don't really smoke weed anymore but like if I have to go that low to fucking get high it's really worth it anyway judgmental asshole <laughs> wait he's saying wait he's saying that that's like he's, if he has to go to, to those depths to smoke weed he's like I'm above that I, I guess so I mean I do like how you know people don't call in sober because why would you, you know? But I appreciate that. Well, I'm trying to think of what comedian it was that did that whole bit about, like, pot makes people creative. Was it Dennis Leary? 
I don't know. Like, uh, you know, people smoke weed and then they just start making bongs out of anything. It is kind of true. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, it's... it's well, then the, it, it reminded me of that, that Mitch Hedberg uh, bit that's like, uh, you know, I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to too, you know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. like that, that is one. this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I remember, uh, you know, especially back then, like now it seems like everybody's got a pipe. And, and like kids in high school now have bongs. You know, it's like not even bongs, they have like vape pens and dab kits and all sorts of shit. Like, did you host like a cannabis cup and like fucking 16 year olds are dabbing? Well, they're 18, but 18, yeah, they're yeah. dabbing. And they just pass out. I don't even know what dabbing, I don't even do it. I've never done this. That's not true. I've never That's dabbed. That's a lie. Have you dabbed? No. Yeah. I, but I, you've you've done it. Weren't you doing it the other day? I don't dab. I don't oh, even, you have okay. to have like All a, right. I, I right. smoke weed. All right. Is that I'm a dance a, move? Dabbing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the nay-nay. And Bro, the, do uh, you even dab? <laughs> but you know, can, can you dab over the age of 30? Or are you just too old to dab? No, I have friends that are... Like forty, that dab. That dab. Mm -hmm. What's the point? Of, it's like it's like THC crack, it just right? Gets super, super high, yeah. And it's and like, like waxy. Just like it's like wax THC. Yeah, it's like wax THC, and then you just use a torch to light it. Kind of almost like a bong, I think that they use, but it's almost like a mix between a bong and a, like a crack pipe, almost. Hmm. And then what, you use a torch. What's wrong with smoking a joint? They just said it's just a really clean, pure hit, and they get real messed up. Can you give $10 to a dabber to do something really funny? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Well, uh, yeah. th thank you for the craft yeah. lesson. <laughs> Guess what, first caller? We don't have to, because they fucking call in the motherfucking Joe. That, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, thank you. Thank and you God for that. God bless you for doing it. Uh, now, if, uh, you know, in a pinch, you know how to make an apple pipe. Um, thank you, thank you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. People call Sickroom Hotline three two three five two two four zero three two. We got an email that came in to sickroompodcast.hotmail.com. dot uh, com. It's from Chris. He goes, guys, can't help but larf a little when your Adam and Eve ads use the discount code Diddle. In the UK here, it means a piss. Like I'm off to the gents for a diddle. Mm. Is that true? I don't know. I that, never that, that I've never heard. Diddle is is the word for piss. I it's guess a so. Euphemism for piss. I never yeah. knew that. Well, I, I thought it meant like a, a beef eater's best friend. I thought that's what it I, meant. I always thought diddle was to be mm. like you, you got molested, you got diddled. Right. That's well, what, that, I, you know, knob, right? Well, knob and is your, could, yeah. No, because one time I went there to see my relatives there and I got a bottle of fucking bourbon at the, at the duty free. Of course, I got knob creek, you know? Knob creek. And, and they're just like, oh, it's so funny. I'm like, <laughs> all right, are you going to fucking drink this or not? You know? My favorite uh, term that they use is bell end. I think bell end is great. I try to use that what whenever I can. It's like the head of your dick. It's the bell oh. end. Mm. It's, it's so descriptive to call somebody a bell end. My bell end's going all pear shaped on me. <laughs> well, I can't blame you. It's a fucking language minefield over here. Mm. Fanny here is a pussy. Love fanny bags. Went on travels around yanks. It's interesting. Right. Anyway, stay sick or wrong. Put on the podcast over business lunch with a client up in Dumfries, Scotland. It was a five-hour drive home to Cambridge. We were laughing so hard when my wife called and said, what's so funny? I didn't say anything about should the sentence for raping a quadriplegic be less as it's less of a struggle anyway. Mm. Isn't that terrible? 
Did yeah. we say that? That was you. That, that was, was not you me. That no, was you. No, it was. That it was, was you. Because I was remember being horrified by it. You know, I have. I have that a, was your fucking. I have a pretty good yeah. memory, and I don't recall saying that. Yeah, but um, that that was hmm. that was literally your legal scholarship. Might have been a stream of consciousness behind, behind <laughs> rape <laughs> charges, and what what amount of effort is you have to expend? Well, I was just saying that if you you know if you if you rape an able bodied person, it's it's it's. You know, you're more motivated to do it. There's premeditation, but with like a quadriplegic person, <laughs> happens. It's still rape. You still, you know, you should be prosecuted. But there's rape, and then there's rape, rape. That's, see, Jeremy understands that's me. Says. Jeremy <laughs> understands me. Anyway, uh, email the show sigmundpodcast@hotmail.com. iTunes, best way to listen to the show. Subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate it. It uh, helps us out. Just go do it. Um, also, t-shirts. We have new t-shirts available. Have you seen new t-shirts? No. I have to get you one. Jerry, you you should wear a t-shirt. Probably a probably a medium to a small. Medium to a small. Yeah, yeah that that would be nice. I'll pay you ten bucks to wear a small and then uh, go tackle a crackhead. Yeah, ten dollars. <laughs> go pick a crackhead up on your shoulders. Um, yeah, just go to cigaronpodcast.com slash store. Get a t-shirt while you can. We seriously are almost out of larges, a, a very popular size. Uh, extra larges too. I don't. I think we have a we have like an overweight, retarded audience that's obsessed with feces. That's that's. Who listens to the show um but yeah cigaronpodcast.com slash store finally here cigaron song of the week i read an article on gawker that uh the reporter actually typed in the term trump train trump train into youtube and it, it is frightening how many mm. trump train songs you'll find like there are just uh, at least 50 but they uh this reporter ranked them and uh, I liked a couple of them. Uh, but just to give you an idea of what these songs sound like, let's play the one uh, Trump Train, Make America Great Again. This is a shorter one. That's not the one that we're going to end the show with. But this is, what, this is what we're dealing with here. America Great Again. I like the beat. Not bad. Get on the Trump Train, get up on the hill. Well produced. America Great Again. Break it down. Feel the power. Feel the power of Donald Trump. Renovation. Renovation. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I get the idea. (laughs) Come and join us. Come and join us. Renovate. Uh, That's uh, a good example of a Trump supporter over there. I, I do love reading about all the rallies and the violence. Oh yeah, they're it's like great. yeah. But who are, who's what, what's happening here? Is this all the liberals are like going out there rioting? Well, no, no, no. The violence that happens inside the these things is the the Trump supporters. Yeah, the, the violence, racially charged. Yeah. What about outside? The violence that happens outside is the protesters. Yeah, the protesters. Or the violent contingent of the whatever you know. I don't know. The Bernie Sanders fans. That's what that's what's happening. Maybe anyway. Um, if, uh, apparently, a lot of people want you to get on board the Trump train. Yeah. So they, it kind of reminds me of outsider music, like those those people that did that did all those weird songs, like um, Daniel Johnston, self produced. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, this and also harkens back to the 1920s when all songs were either about trains or creeks. It's true. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. Um, the song we're going to end the show here with uh, I forget the name of the guy. I think it's like George McKay or something. But he says he was attending a Trump rally. And Folsom Prison Blues, a Johnny Cash song, was playing on the PA. From there, he started writing the song, Trump Train Song, Make America Great Again. Um, they, they really like that slogan. Anyway, here, here's a choice. Uh, here's some choice lyrics. Our country needs a leader 
and Trump will unify. He's going to close that border and build that wall so high. Yeah, that, that's some lyrics here. So we're going to end the show here with Make America Great Again, a Trump Train song by uh, George McKay. People will be back next week with episode uh, 430 or 535. Thank you, Stephen Jarrett, for being on the show. It's always fun to have you guys here. And happy Memorial Day, people. Until next week, take it sleazy. The Trump train is coming. It's just around the bend. He's gonna be our president, make America great again. Our country needs a leader, and Trump will unify. He's gonna close that border, and build that wall so high. He's a common sense conservative, the rhinos cannot stop. He'll renegotiate trade deals and bring back American jobs. The Donald is for free trade, but it must be fair and free. We need him in the White House to meet the GOP. to call the AIDS hotline. I used to prank call the AIDS. I did a bunch of prank calls back then, but I'd be like, if a gay guy came up to me and gave me an Oreo cookie, would I get AIDS? And the AIDS <laughs> operator would be like, no, you're not going to get AIDS from that. So what if the cookie was filled with semen? Okay. First of all, that's not probable. It's like, but you never know. This guy sounds just like that. This Quigley guy, it's amazing. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Which, which, which guy? Not, not the, not uh, the guy, not the guy. No, not no. This is oh, okay, a new. Okay. This is the the All Quigley right. shit story. This guy, right, I think right. this guy is actually retarded. Okay, you'll you'll hear is this it. Somebody listens to your show. He called not in. Not the tracker guy. Not the tracker. No, not that guy. Okay, no, okay. he called in. Although that guy called in with a great story. We'll play it next week. 